Welcome to Building Better Businesses. I'm Kristen Dees, founder of Catalyst Consulting, an agency that helps small businesses and entrepreneurs start, grow, and level up their businesses. This podcast will bring you interviews with experts in all things business related. Have questions for a business attorney? We've got answers. How about your health insurance? Got you covered there too. New episodes coming your way every week. Find us on the podcasting platform of your choice. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Building Better Businesses with Catalyst Consulting. My guest today is Lisa Sigmund, Esquire. Are you an Esquire? Is everyone an Esquire? Technically, we are all, but only the pretentious okay. ones use it. I know, but that would be like the only reason why I'd go to law school is just to be like Esquire. I mean, probably make money or whatever, but. Well, my favorite Esquire is, you know, Bill and Ted's, you know, when he's like, Bill yeah. Esquire. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Lisa is a business attorney and she's here to share some of her wizardry and wisdom with us. So um, thanks for joining me, Lisa. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we met through the Polka Dot Powerhouse um, networking group. Eh, it's not a relationship building networking group. Um, I forget where you're at. You're on the East Coast, aren't you? I am. I am in uh, the suburbs of Boston. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, we met. Um, it's one of the magical things about the pandemic, I think, is that we all got used to meeting each other from very far away. So yes. that's how we connected. Um, but yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. Uh, well, I'm a Bill and Ted fan, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently. Um, so let's see, single mom, Two girls, eight and twelve. I am um, hardcore Gen Xer, you know, latchkey kid. So I was like built for the pandemic. I was like, stay home alone with nothing to eat but cereal and you know diet <laughs> coke. I'm fine. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, and so I'm an attorney. I've been practicing for fifteen years, um, <laughs> and I have a practice with one partner, Erin, and we are um, primary care attorneys for your business and personal legal needs. So I work with small business owners as outsourced general counsel. My partner does estate planning and our goal is um, no half asset protection. We wanna protect your uh, business assets and your personal assets. And then we have parlayed that uh, mission with another attorney, uh, Tanya Shah, into In The No Legal, which is online legal templates for uh, women-owned businesses. And again, we have estate planning templates as well. Uh, we focus on coaches right now, but we are going to branch into other industries. Um, and I don't know, that's it. I have two dogs, which hopefully don't start barking while we're recording. And I have two kids right. outside in the pool, hopefully don't come in screaming. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the, the work from home life. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Hopefully it all stays together. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a, it's like just constant circus, you know. Yeah. Everyone yeah. Else. yeah. Uh, what's a fun fact about you? What's something random that not a lot of people know about you? Um, all right. So this was, you want random. Here's totally random. I have yeah. Megan Fox thumbs and you, you and your listeners can Google that later. What was it? Megan Fox what? Megan Fox thumbs. Thumbs. Okay. Yes. You Google can that. Google that later. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> It'll take me to a weird part of the internet. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. And I no responsibility for the rabbit hole. Yeah. After that. But uh, a more relevant uh, fun fact is the reason I decided to go to law school was I started in medicine. Um, I worked as an MRI technologist. I hated patients, absolutely hated them. <laughs> if, you know, when I was growing up, it was like go into medicine because you'll always have a job, right? Like there's always going to be people always need health care, right? So it was a surefire thing. Um, and I graduated high school in the early 90s, college in the mid late 90s, and it was a tough um, economy. So having like a skill set when I left college, as opposed to just a degree in philosophy was like super important. So I, I was an MRI technologist. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I hated the patients and just nothing about it did I enjoy other than the science part of it. So I went to see Legally Blonde with a friend, also an MRI tech. <laughs> And we both left that movie and we were like, we're going to go to law school because if she can do it, we can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fast forward, here I am. <laughs> that's amazing. The spoon is the reason I went to law school. Yeah, that's great. 
there's probably at least one other person out there that went to law school because of Elle Woods. Like, there's got to be. It's got to be. I mean, like. She's an inspiration. She was yeah. an inspiration. I mean, who doesn't yeah. love, like, an adorable blonde girl with a chihuahua, like, getting into Harvard? Like, right. Like, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, like it's hard. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so on the work side of things, how how much do you do uh, like one-on-one legal advising versus uh, like your other, how much time do you spend with people? I hate people. No, well, I do. But, you know, like the, I think the same amount that everybody hates people, right? Yeah. Um, so I've been virtual. My practice has been virtual since inception. So, you know, the rest of you are welcome to my world. With mm-hmm. your working from home woes. Like this is all I've done. But um, so it's very much a personal relationship, actually. So I joke that I hate people, but clearly I don't. I've done nothing but um, service to people type jobs my whole life. Um. So, you know, I work with small businesses, but I get to know the owners or the managers very well. Being an attorney in this capacity is very much a personal relationship. So um, it's a lot of time with them. And, you know, and then it's the the work work, right? The drafting, the filings, the whatever. But um, as important is just the relationship building and understanding their needs and getting to know what their business plans are so that whatever work I do aligns with their growth plans and their mission and just their personality. Mm -hmm. You know, I have some clients who want a very formal agreement and then I have some who are like, can you please not use any legalese? Can you write it in as plain English as possible? And, you know, I I try to match the tone and tenor that my client's business has so that they feel comfortable with what we've done and also confident when they're handing it to, you know, someone on the other side of that contract. Mm -hmm. What's well, kind of your specialty? Is it just that like contracts? You said you work with coaches mostly, or so is that in, just my, a- in my firm, um, I will work with anyone across industries um, as long as it's not something that's heavily regulated that I would need mm-hmm. to really know like the the ins and outs of regulation. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, any service based business, even a brick and mortar, if it's a product based business, I can you know I work with them. Um, I did a lot of work early in my career with franchisees. So like people buying like a Cold Stone Creamery or a Massage Envy or something like that. So I actually got introduced to a variety of industries that way. So I, you know, I worked with people in all kinds of sectors and um, which I really love because it meant learning a little bit something new every, every day. Um, and um, for in the no legal though, for the online legal template business, right now it's just focused on coaches. But the overall, um, I'm frozen. Am I there? I froze. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, the overall mission is to serve women business owners um, in general. So we will, like I said earlier, that we're going to continue to add industries. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at like the wedding industry next. So we'll work on contracts and contents for photographers and makeup artists and event planners. Um, and then we want to work with digital um, service providers. So like VAs, social media managers, things like that, and get, you know, contract packages and templates together for them as well. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I- how did you end up doing your own firm as opposed to working for another, like how'd you, how did you kind of end up making that decision? So I graduated um, law school in 2005 and it was on the heels of um, one of the largest, if not the largest law firm in Boston had broken up and all of the partners and associates kind of went their own ways. Um, And the landscape for getting a job was a little crazy because I was coming out of law school and I was competing with, um, lateral hires, but for an entry level associate position. So, you know, I'd be competing against somebody who could actually bring a book of business versus Mm. me coming fresh out of law school that the only network I had was other law students and my law professors. So um, I was not really ever interested in that 50, 60, 70, 80 hour a week, you know, partner path life anyway. And I just was like, you know what, I just, I'm going to be my own boss. I just want to do this myself. And so um, I got sworn in in December and we threw up a website in January of 2006. And, you know, my first law practice was born and I just figured it out from there. Um, 
Nice. And then Aaron and I got together and we started this practice, Nobles and Sigmund. We started that about four years ago. So That's it's crazy. Been, yeah. It was a wild ride. Like they don't teach you how to be a lawyer in law school. You generally learn yeah. that on your first job. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty common. Yeah. Tell me that part. And I was like, yeah, I could do this. It's fine. We'll steam ahead. <laughs> like it's hard. Yeah, like it's hard. I actually uh, interviewed another business attorney and she has a very similar, she like got out and I can't remember if she started working at a firm or I think she might've done like, just kind of, she was like, eh, I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to work when I want to work. And I think she had, her kids were small or they were starting a family. Like, so she's like, I was a stay at home mom attorney for, uh, for quite a while, but she was able to, you know, do what she wanted when she wanted to. And like you said, not have to work 80 hours a week. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I say now it's so different than it was 15 years ago. Like 15 years ago, what I did was probably a lot more radical than it is now. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people just come straight out and do it. Um, and it's because of that. It's because that partner track is so inflexible. It's not family friendly. Um, you know, the, 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 some of the big firms that talk about now they have a mommy track, right? And that's where they try to accommodate, you know, the fact that you want to have children and whatever. But it's just, it's not the same. Um, and, you know, firm life is one thing and then being your own boss life is totally different um mm -hmm. you know anyone that's interested in going to law school and becoming an attorney like i i encourage to think about other options but like the only option isn't going to a big firm there are so many other options you know yeah and, you know I, i'm i'm in, i'm doing two of them right now right i i started my own practice with a partner and that's a it's a traditional law firm it's just we're doing it the way we want to do it um, and then I have the in the no legal, which is completely non-traditional way to offer legal services to people because it's, mm -hmm. it's actually not a service anymore. It's a product. So it's it's very different. It's not, you know, when we were talking about before we started recording, how it's like even just running that business is wildly different and, yeah. and a whole new learning experience for me. Yeah. But it's also something that translates well to my practice because now I can tell people who are doing an e-commerce business, I'm like, oh, I've already made that mistake. So here, I'm going to save you the time. Don't do that. Yeah. Here's what I just learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, hey, did you hear about this app that will save you hundreds of hours a month? Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. There's so much stuff out there too. It's just, you got to, you figure it out as you go really when you're doing stuff like that. But uh, what are the biggest mistakes you see entrepreneurs making when it comes to the legal stuff? They skip it. <laughs> sure, that, yeah. is, that is the biggest mistake, right? And and uh -huh. I get it. I, I do get it because, and, and this is part of the impetus behind in the no legal is legal is expensive. Mm -hmm. it, I mean, like, I'm not going to pretend it's not. Like, this is how I make a living. I know how much I cost, right? It's expensive. And for people starting a brand new business, it can just feel like you're hemorrhaging money. And so you have to start picking and choosing where you're putting your pennies. And legal can feel like such a blind item that they're like, nah, I, I'll put that off. I'll put that off. The problem is, is preventative legal will always cost you less than reactive legal. Mm -hmm. And if you wait until you need it, you're in trouble, right? Like, cause you, you, you're going to pay two, three, four times as much as you would have, if you had just done what you could have to prevent whatever the catastrophe is, you know? So, um, a battle that I fight with, with people, um, you know, online and in, in the networking boards is, Oh, I don't need an LLC or, Oh, I can do it myself. And, you know, the whole point of an LLC is that sort of legal barrier between your personal assets and your business obligations and risks. And if you don't have that, then your personal assets are out there on the block. If something happens, a judgment comes against you, your personal assets are up for taking. But if you have an LLC in place, that's a legal brick wall between the two and nobody's allowed to cross that brick wall. So your personal assets are safe. Um, and a lot of people will say, oh, well, you can just file it yourself online. Yeah, but that's only step one. And if you're not doing the other steps, then you only have one row of bricks and anyone can just step right over that one row of bricks, right? Like you want to build up your wall. You want to do everything. And part of that, you know, sort of the top, the pretty part is your insurance. But then there's a whole bunch of stuff in between and it's, you know, getting all your documentation in order, all your internal documentation, just because you don't file it with the state doesn't mean you don't need it. Mm -hmm. 
But people think, well, I don't have to file it, then who cares if I have it? Well, you're going to care when you don't have it. And they pierce that liability protection that you thought you had. And now that filing that you did by yourself, you just, that was a waste. So you could have saved yourself the, you know, the 200, 300, $500 that you spent mm-hmm. doing it yourself. And they do that all to save maybe the $1,500 legal fee. Yeah. You know, and it's, and I get it. I get it. I do. Because, you know, it's just, you hire someone to paint your house. And it's $1,500 and you watch your house go from red to white and you see what you got, right? But you hire an attorney and at the end of your $1,500, you get a piece of paper that maybe you don't even read. <laughs> and you're like, what did I get? But, yeah. you know, you know, so it's a lot of education to people about why they need it. But that's the biggest mistake is they think that they can put it off or that they don't need it or that, you know, a lot of them are here. Well, I don't make enough money for it. Mm-hmm need it but it's it there's literally no dollar value where all of a sudden like okay now someone's gonna sue you someone can can sue you something can happen before you even make your first sale so it's never a monetary threshold on when you need to to get legal involved Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah yeah i think it's it feels intimidating and uh like yeah like you said like what am i paying for again just like not the, yeah, not as exciting just, as like a website or <laughs> yeah because you don't get something in your hand yeah. tangible at the end um, and you know you're right with the intimidating thing like a lot of people too even if they know they need it they still avoid it because they feel like well I don't know what to ask mm-hmm. and that feeling of like not having knowledge or f- like you feel a little impotent and that you it's embarrassing right because mm-hmm. you're like well. But and it's totally okay to not know. Like you didn't go to law school. You, nobody expects you to know what you need. But you go to an attorney and say, "Hey, I'm starting a business. What should I do to do it right?" The attorney knows what you need, and they're going to tell you. And you know, one of the things that I really try to be cognizant of my clients is again that they don't know what they don't know. So I'm always trying to like make sure they're educated and understand it what we're doing as we're doing it. And also, I help them triage and prioritize. Like if it were up to me, I'd be like, okay, we're going to do all 10 things and you're going to pay me, you know, X amount of dollars and you're going to be good to go. But the reality is, is they don't have that money in the coffers. I can triage it for them and be like, look, this is what you absolutely should not start your business without. Think about this in the next three to six months. Think about getting this done before the end of the year and sort of help them budget and plan. Mm -hmm. Have a plan in place on how we can get all their legal done in a timely manner on budget and in a way that's not going to overwhelm them. That makes sense. Yeah. It's really, and it's hard though. Cause like, I mean, someone like you, um, you've always been kind of outside the box as far as, you know, your own firm goes, but then it's, it's hard to find people like you that are going to talk to you like a normal person, <laughs> you know, like, so there's, I feel like there is a generation of uh, new attorneys and lawyers or whatever. And that, that are more approachable and it's not the old school um, suit corner office kind of situation. It's people like you that are just like, Hey, like I'll answer, I'll help you. I want you to not get sued. (laughs) Or if you do get sued, I want you to be as okay as you possibly can be. So here Mm -hmm. I'll help you figure out what you need to do. Cause for me, sometimes that's all I want is um, like, if I know it's something that I don't have the money for right now, like say like one thing I want to pay somebody for is, uh, to run my market or like my Facebook ads, my social media strategy for me. Um, and it's going to be expensive, but they're good. And so I'm like, how much is this going to be so that I know and I can like mentally prepare just like anything else, right? Saving for a vacation, saving for whatever else it is, is like, Hey, this is what it, this is what it means. This is when you want to do it. And here's how much it's going to cost when you want to do it. Yep. And then you're like, okay, all right. I feel like I have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah no, I hear yeah. you. You yeah. know, the, 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 you know, old boys club, mahogany and yeah. leather, stodgy cigars, you know, it's it still, yeah, it still sticks to, to the practice of law mm-hmm. and the practice of law in and of itself is super slow to embrace change, to embrace technology. Um, part of that is driven because the court systems are also slow to embrace technology. So that sort of translates down to you know, law firms are slow and, and that, you know, it, and it kind of is this domino effect. I don't litigate, so I don't really care what the courts are doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to meet my clients where they are and how they want to be met, right? So, you know, I've been virtual forever. My clients love that. They don't want to have to drive 30 minutes to my office, mm-hmm. right? 
a 30 minute meeting takes 30 minutes. It's not 30 minutes plus 20 minutes of driving on either end. Right. Um, you know, when I first started a billion years ago, we, um, it was my then fiance, then husband. Now he's my ex-husband, so we don't practice together anymore. But, um, we started in a one bedroom apartment and we certainly were not going to have clients come. I mean, my desk was like, I sat on my bed as a chair. I was like, certainly not inviting clients. I'm like, here, sit on the bed with me. Let's talk, you know? So we parlayed that into, we were concierge attorneys that came to you. Right. So um, from day one, I've always been trying to literally and figuratively meet the clients where they are. Um, so virtually meeting is mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing that before the pandemic because the clients like it. Um, or, you know, if they really are like, I need to be meet in person, like, okay, I'll come to you, right? It, that's fine. Um, you know, and then we we conceived of and launched in the no legal, which certainly not the first template company. I mean, immediately when I say that, you should be thinking legal zoom, right? They're like the behemoth that does it, that sort of paved the way. But um right now you're seeing this influx of new business owners and they're young. Right. They're they're in their 30s or in their 20s. Like they're the look it up on YouTube and figure it out how to do it yourself, kids. Right. And they don't want to go into stodgy mahogany desk lawyer that they have to book an appointment a month out between the hours of nine and five. You know, like they want to do stuff early in the morning right after they do their workout or they want to do it late at night after they put their kids to bed and they want to do it online and they want it fast and they want it instantaneous. So law has to meet them. That's you have to meet the client's needs. And a lot for a long time, it's always been the other way, where I'm a lawyer, and you're my client, and you have to work with me the way I work. Mm-hmm. And it's a super, super, like, stuck way of doing things. And I just think that the that law can be so much more accessible to people if we can change the way we do it. And and there's a, a very big movement. And it's again, with the younger lawyers, younger than myself, who are finding innovative ways to run their practices, um, you know, getting rid of billable hours, offering subscription, legal services, doing everything under a flat fee, um, you know, templates, online legal, things like that, that are matching the way businesses run, the way clients mm-hmm. want things done, um, you know, and a I'm excited to embrace that too, because it makes my life easier as an attorney, mm-hmm. right? I'm not like trying to force a client, like, a, you know, a square peg into a round hole. And, yeah. um, you know, and it keeps it fresh for us too, like having to kind of evolve our practice. And so, and that, you know, and that's really where, you know, my practice is still fairly traditional. So my, my clients in Massachusetts, but, um, we we did switch to flat fee. We're not even doing billable anymore. And then in the no legal is really the, sort of the disruptive new way of doing things, right? When mm-hmm. you go online and you get your own template and you do it yourself. I got my dog wants to be in on this call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mine always does too. That's why I'm not at home. <laughs> like I have to get out. Uh, that's too funny. Yep. See, Zoom life. Um yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, the first time I encountered the like templates and stuff, and I was like, "That's super cool." Because I've I've used LegalZoom. I have a subscription right now to them um, because every now and again I need to do some sort of something. Um, like I've helped clients with like employment contracts and stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't. Uh, I mean, like I could write something, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so they, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of nice, but. It's very generic and um, even that kind of stuff too is like, I'm like, uh, do, what am I sure? Do I need all this stuff? Um, so having the templates that are specifically designed for your industry is great. Yeah. So it'll be cool to have, have more stuff on there right now, but, or as, yeah. it, as it grows. One of the things that we really took um, into consideration too is um, LegalZoom is kind of like, here's your document, best of luck pat on the butt and send you out the door, yeah. right? Um, we really included and incorporated an educational component to ours mm-hmm. so that um, from beginning to end, you completely understand what's going on. So it starts off with, you know, what does this document even do? Like, what what do the terms mean? And we walk you through, this section means this, this is here because of this, you know, this section says this. 
then we walk you through and we say, okay, this is all the pieces of information you should gather before you even sit down. Because what we don't want you to do is open up the template and then you have to jump up and go find this. And then you sit down oh, and then you, you know, so we like a recipe, we're like, here are the ingredients. Oh, nice. Like, the ingredients first. Then we step by step walk you through and say, at this section, you're going to pick option A or option B. In this section, you're going to fill in client's name, you know, and we walk you through. And then the last bit is, that we say, okay, now it's done. Go back and double check that, you know, cause we do color code it. We're like, go back and turn it all black. Cause mm-hmm. you don't want to get somebody like, you know, purple and blue. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then, you know, also if it is related to your website, run it by your webmaster. If it's, you know, an estate plan that you just filled out, here's what you need to do to finalize it. Um, if it's your client agreement, you know, have it checked by an attorney in your state just to make sure there aren't any state laws that are applicable. Um, and then here's how to use it. Here's how to use the document you just made. Here's what to do with it. And I don't think you get any of that from LegalZoom. You just get your document and you're in, you're out and best of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my partners is a professor. So it was really important to her that we include this educational component and also that we did it in a way that addressed different learning styles. So everything is in a written form and in a video form with audio. So depending on how you process information, it's there Mm -hmm. really like, you know, we want to be inclusive. We want to be easily accessible and understandable because if you have a contract that you're nervous about or you don't understand or you're uncomfortable, you're not going to use it. Mm hmm. Right. You're just not going to you're going to just put you. OK, I filled it out and then you're not going to ever give it to a client or, you know, you give it to a client and they say, well, I don't want this section in. And you're like, oh, OK, well, what do I do? Like you could go back and look at the video and be like, oh, that's what this means. And no, I can't take it out. You know, and you don't you don't have to, like, worry or be mm-hmm. used or concerned. And that's super important to our mission. That was the whole point. Right. And that's what I do for my clients in person, too but just on a, you know, one-on-one direct level. So instead of them getting videos of me, they get the real me. <laughs> no animatronic me, yeah. it's me, me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great too. Cause like I do the same thing with my online courses. Um, I have video, video is my primary thing. I try to have a lot of video on my website in general because I feel like otherwise like people don't get to know who you are at all. Like if it's just a website right. that's got some like stock photos or um, lifestyle shoot, whatever, you know, it's not the same kind of vibe. So I wanted to have that and then, um, all of my courses and then like any of the resources that I offer have the same thing. It's me walking through whatever the thing is, um, you know, page by page or whatever, explaining each of the things like this is how you want to use it. Uh, so yeah, I like that. I like that as well. Um, so what, what are the top three, like frequently asked questions that you get, like that people come to you for? Um, I have clients ask me a lot if they can get an LLC or insurance. Um, oh. And I have to explain to them that that's not even the right question because they're not interchangeable. They work mm-hmm. together. Um, I have clients ask me, how much money do I need to earn before I need an LLC? Um, and that's not the right question either because the primary function of an LLC is legal liability protection between the business and personal assets. So how much money you're earning is irrelevant. When the money matters is how you're making a tax election. And that's not even a legal question, that's a CPA Mm -hmm. question. But LLC isn't for a tax benefit. That's That's like a benefit or a side effect of getting the LLC. The LLC is meant to be legal liability protection, but there's that benefit of you now have access the ability to, to like be elected to be taxed as a corporation. And then you have access to all these corporate tax benefits. Um, and then I guess the third question, um, they, a lot of clients ask like, Oh, does the contract have to be so many pages or can you make it short? <laughs> <laughs> right. They all want these yeah. short contracts and, you know, lawyers love words. We really sure. do. Like why say something in two words? If you can say it in 12, <laughs> um, you would think we get paid by the word. We don't. Um, but you know, there's, the, I kind of like to talk about things that are like above the line, below the line. Mm-hmm. The stuff that's above the line is the stuff that like is specific to your business. And the stuff that's below the line is the like, don't touch it. It's the stuff no one reads, but it's literally the stuff that if you get sued is the part that matters. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so it's like, 
you know, I'll put in something that says, this is the entire agreement between the parties. And people are like, well, duh, why do we need to say that? Like, mm-hmm. obviously. And I'm like, well, but it's not obviously, because if you have four months of emails going back and forth and, you know, the emails say that you're going to pay $100 for 100 widgets, but then your contract is done and it, it's $100 for 40 widgets. And then you make the 40 widgets and your client's like, well, I'm not paying you $100. We agreed to $100, 100 widgets. That sentence, this is the entire agreement between the party, means that anything that happened beforehand, gone, doesn't count. So those emails are not evidence of a different agreement. What's in the agreement is what's in the agreement. So that's the below the line stuff. That's all the like legalese that nobody wants, but has Mm -hmm. to be. So, you know, I do get the like, can you just make it shorter? And I'm like, well, I can make the font smaller. (laughs) (laughs) We expand the margins, maybe like narrow (laughs) margins. Um, But no, we can't get rid of anything that's, you know, the the below the line stuff. So Mm -hmm. those are those are my top three, you know, and I get it. Again, if it's a four page contract or a 20 page contract, like it can get intimidating. Um, And I do try to use like plain English if it's a especially like if I have clients that are creatives. Oh, they, yeah. need, they want like snappy, almost like witty stuff. And I will try, but I, I don't want to go so fluffy that we're now we're undermining the legality. So, mm-hmm. you know, I try to walk a fine line. I, I, what One of my tricks is, is that I'll, I'll be clever and witty with the above the line stuff. And then the below the line stuff, I make that section. This is the part my lawyer made me add. And then I go into the legalese. And that seems to actually go over well with the creator. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it leaves me the ability to write the language the way I know it needs to be. And I don't have to try to be like pithy and, you mm-hmm. know, like, but yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a big one. That's Can you funny. make it shorter? Yeah. This is the <laughs> so part my lawyer made me add. Yeah, so uh, I have several clients who are creatives that they're like, eh, so that's what I've done for them. And they're like, I love it. <laughs> well, I feel like it almost, it's like borrowing the black hat, you know, kind of thing. Like if yeah. you get to be the bad guy, it's like, well, my lawyer, yeah, he said that I have to yeah. have this crap in here. Like I, yeah. this is all I really care about. And she says this is important. So whatever, yeah. that's what I pay her for. Like she's yeah. the one, <laughs> she's making sure I'm doing smart and stuff. It, you know, it does make them feel a little bit empowered because it feels like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm there with them, yeah. right? Like because yeah. it's like I'm ref, I'm, I'm sort of indirectly referenced in the contract. Yeah. So not even like it's like. By the way, I have an attorney, right? Like I have an attorney. Don't, don't try to mess with me. You know, it's yeah. just a little yeah. bit of being their wing person, right? Yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. and honestly, I'm sure that their client or customer on the other end sees my lawyer made me add this, and then they just skip right down to the signature line. <laughs> yeah. That part. <laughs> yeah, this is the part that if I try and sue this person, I'm going to be upset about, but I don't care. Uh, yeah, no, that's kind of, I like that too, because it's, I was talking about that with somebody else not too long ago too, about um, how when people hire someone for their business, like when they hire me as a consultant or a website person or whatever, it makes them feel so much more legit. Like they feel better and they're like proud of that. Like, um, I when I, I I meet with one of my clients in per, a couple of them in person because they're local obviously I don't know why I had to qualify that anyway uh, <laughs> moving on so they'll be like oh this is you my business consultant you're flying out to yeah your, just like yeah. hopping over to Boston coming back for the day yeah. um but yeah no they'll be like oh this is my business consultant she like helps me with all my stuff and I'm like they it's like a it makes me feel fancy too I'm like I am um but it's just kind of a little extra boost I think too so it feels you just feel so much better if you're like, I have an attorney and this is, they said that I have to put this in here. So yeah. And you know, that's, that's true about having a good contract in place. Like, mm-hmm. you know, someone's running a business and they have a contract. Um, it makes them feel legit. Yeah. As opposed to just like, a, Oh, I'm just going to send you a PayPal invoice and I'm going to be your coach. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. that's it. That's the, you know, like the, how is that yeah. legit? Right. And you might be the most amazing inspirational, motivational, like ingenious coaches in the world. But like if your entire agreement is your PayPal invoice or your Venmo, I don't even do Venmo even do. I don't even know. I'm so old. You're not supposed to use Venmo for business. For business. Yeah. yeah. Um, Like you look illegitimate, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to send over a contract, whether it's, you know, paper in the mail or through DocuSign or one of those online e-sign apps, it's a well-written, you know, 
legitimate contract that just legitimizes your business. It shows that you're taking yourself seriously and it shows that Mm -hmm. you're taking clients seriously because, you know, for coaches in particular, we made sure that in our agreements, it's setting up the the terms, the expectations, you know, the simple stuff like payment. When is payment due? How is payment accepted? What is the payment? Is this contract a one-off? Like I'm coaching you for three months and we're done, or is this like ongoing? Um, And then it'll, you can set up expectations. Like all calls have to be scheduled. You get one, one one-on-one meeting per week. Uh, if you're late to the meeting, you don't get to make up that time. If you're late three times, you forfeit the rest mm-hmm. of the company. You, I mean, whatever your policies are, but you make very clear expectations and you set boundaries of the behavior that you expect from a client. Like, do they have to do their homework assignment every week before the next meeting? Um, you know, we expect prompt payment. We expect prompt attendance. And then, you know, for coaches, you're, you're sharing intimate information, often both ways, right? So coaches mm-hmm. will create their own IP, whether it's worksheets or workbooks or things like that. You don't want that person to turn around and take it and then start their own coaching business using your, you know, creative materials. So you want to protect that. But also, if you're coaching a business or you're coaching someone in health, you're getting very private personal information. Your client wants to know that that's protected. So in your agreement, you'll have mutual non-disclosure. You know, like, I'm going to tell you my stuff and I'm not going to share that with anyone. And you're going to tell me your stuff and you're not going to share that with anyone. Um, And those are important things to have. And it shows that you respect your client, you respect their business, and that you respect yourself. Because if you're not walking the walk you can't really effectively talk the talk, right? And Mm -hmm. if you're not treating your business like a business, how are you coaching other people to run their business like a business? So, you know, it is very much like a feather in your cap. You know, like I have a legitimate contract and it's very clear and it's very concise and it protects us both in the ways that we both need to be protected. That Mm -hmm. is like super huge. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's just, it's even like... um... It's, it's one of those things that's just kind of like the little things like having uh, your email be your website as opposed to like at Gmail, you know, like those little things like it just it's it's maybe a little bit of extra work up front um, and more cost up front. But it just gives you extra legitimacy uh, as yeah. a business in general. I think like Gmail is fine. Lots of people do it, especially when you're just starting out and you got to do something yeah. and you got to have um, something that's separate from your personal stuff. And Maybe you don't have the time or energy or money to deal with a website. Yeah, I get it. Like there's all the million reasons, but it really does add just a little pinch of um, extra spice. Especially if you're taking branding very seriously. Yes, yeah. Like if you're branding Mm -hmm. and you're pouring money into branding. I mean, we've worked with a branding consultant who is phenomenal, but she's not free. She's not free, right? Like um, for us to have spent all this time working with her and money and then to be, you know, in the no legal at Gmail. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And like, you know, we, it is Gmail. We do use Gmail, but we use the Gmail business suite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it is Gmail, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look like Gmail. Right. Although I could rail on Gmail. I really don't like Gmail, but um, it, that Google, <laughs> they yeah. own us, you know, but um, it, you know, it, it's when you start getting like penny wise and pound foolish, like you'll, you know, like it's the details that really can make the difference, whether mm-hmm. it's having that email or just having a well-written contract. And that means, you know, and it, it's going to sound funny because I sound like I'm contradicting myself. You can't just go online and find something, right? <laughs> what yeah. I'm talking about is don't go online and Google the word free client agreement. And then you just use the first one that comes up, right? Because mm-hmm. number one, you have no idea if it applies to your situation. Number two, you have, you don't know who wrote that. You don't know where it came from. Yeah. And number three, you don't have anyone explaining to you, okay, that's fine as a template basis, but here's where you need to change it. And you don't have anyone explaining to you what it, any of it means. Mm-hmm. Right? So in that sense, like, that's sort of where the, the end of DIY, you know, like, you know, the the contracts that you can get through LegalZoom, boo, or, you know, through in the no legal, um, they were written by an attorney. Right. Mm-hmm. I, although LegalZoom, I'm not entirely sure about that. I think they're written by attorneys um, or at least they're reviewed by attorneys. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but 
you know, you can go to a credible attorney's legal template site and at least, you know, it's attorney written. Like if you just Google and get something for free, you don't, you, you have no idea where that came from. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen online stuff where it like literally it's contradicting itself, which means that it's useless. Yeah. You know, clause A says da 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 da, and then clause B says not da 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 da, and it's like, okay, well now what? What it, this contract yeah. doesn't mean anything. So, you know, it's you have to get good stuff in place, and you have to just you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. I mean, we're not expensive. We really priced low intentionally because we want to make it accessible and we understand that we're competing for the business of these free places right because if you can get it for free why would you pay for it but what you're getting for free isn't what you're getting if you pay for it mm-hmm. it's not yeah no it totally makes sense um what's your what's your absolute favorite thing to help business owners solve for like what do you just like love um, what do I love? So I used to really like doing trademark work. Um, that was, that used to be one of my favorite things to do. I don't do it anymore because the USPTO has gone crazy. <laughs> um, I don't even know what's happening over there. It used to take about six months. You'd put your application in and you hear back. Now it's upwards of a year. Um, and it seems like a lot of their examiners are, are brand new. So, you know, the, the return responses you get don't make a lot of sense or they're like overly wrought because, you know, it's somebody that's brand new and trying to show that they know what they're doing. It became really unenjoyable, but, um, I just, I really like, um, but that was like the discreet thing that I like to do, but just in general, I just really like working with these small businesses that are starting out and growing and having that team relationship with them and that they, comfortably and confidently will come back again and again with questions and issues because then I know that I did it right the first time I treated them right the first time and when they you know consider me a part of the team as opposed to someone they've hired mm-hmm. you know I know I'm doing my job really well right I my my longest and oldest client I got very early on um and they were two guys at two desks in one room and now they have this massive space. They own an, they they don't own. They rent an entire floor in a building. Um, they have like twenty something employees. Their 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 revenue is like insane. And you know, just that I was a part of this and I was with them as they grew. Like I, I can't take credit for it, but just that I was there to help them along the way. Like I love that. Like love mm-hmm. it. Like I I get very like motherly. Like I'm so proud of you guys. You know? Yeah. No, it's great. That's one of the things that I like about what I do too, is the making the connection. And then people that I've worked with for a long time or people that kind of come back when they need help with something different. Um, it's just fun. It's fun to watch people grow their businesses for sure. You feel a little, a little maternal about it, uh-huh. right? Yeah. You're like, can I help like, them? Oh, those little guys, they grow up so fast. Yeah. 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 Or when they want to tell you something that they're really excited about, you know, that they're just like, Oh my God, guess what we just did. Like, totally crush it. And you're like, yay, that's yeah. so exciting. Like if something like awesome happens, I'll be like in the middle of the night, I'll like message. I'll be like, I just landed the most biggest client ever. And, uh, you know, like, and I'm like, I can't wait to tell my coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so great. Like it really is that like validation kind of just being like, Hey, like you're doing good, buddy. You got this. Like, it's okay. I like it. Yeah. Um, what was my next question? Oh, uh, so when people are looking for a business attorney, what advice would you give them about finding the right person to help them? And how do they know they're talking to someone who knows what they're doing? So the how you know someone knows what they're doing is tough, right? It's, again, a little bit like we all, if we're admitted to the bar, we all went to law school, like the assumption is, you know what you're doing. I have to be honest, I've never had a client ask me, where did I go to school? How, like what was my GPA? Like, <laughs> They don't, they don't ask that stuff. Um, you'll know someone knows what they're doing if other people are recommending them, right? Mm-hmm. If they're continually successful with other clients and other clients have been very happy with their service, you can trust that they know what they're doing. But I mean, you have to, that, there is a little bit of blind trust there. Um, go with your gut. You know, when if you talk to them and you're like, oh, they sound like an idiot, they're probably an idiot. Just move on, you know? Um, but I am... Um, I think the most important thing is it's a personal relationship, right? Because this is someone who's going to intimately know your business. 
um, and you're putting a lot of trust and faith into that they're going to help you protect it and grow it the right way. So, I, you know, when clients call me as an initial consultation, often I'll ask them, like, have you talked to another attorney? Have you called anyone else yet? And if they say no, I'll be like, okay, well, here's two that I would recommend. Not because I'm trying to dish the business off to someone else, but because everybody's budget's different. Every attorney bills differently. So, you know, you, you may have budget considerations, but also it is that personal relationship. And, you know, I'm like, I'm queen swears a lot. Like I like, you know, when I'm talking, I'm like dropping F bombs and, and, and you know, that, that may make a client uncomfortable. So they may not want to work with me or another client may be like, that's my people. You know? <laughs> that's what, that would be me. I'm like, so, Oh my like, God, you swear. This is yeah. going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. like it's just, it's as much a personal relationship as it is a professional, especially for businesses where you're looking for an attorney that you're going to be able to return to again and again. Um, you know, and I do, I have some clients that they come to me once it's a one-off and I never hear from them again, either because they just really never run into trouble or because they, you know, the business doesn't continue or for whatever reason. So I do occasionally, you know, I have some one-off clients, but most of my clients stay with me and I, and I don't, I don't think it's because they love how I write contracts. I think it's my sparkling bubbly personality <laughs> that keeps them coming back. <laughs> yeah. And the clever of f bombs, yeah. <laughs> and your Megan Fox thumbs, which I googled. And my Megan Fox thumbs that you do have to Google. I googled them while you were t- talking about something. I'm sorry, I couldn't. Yeah. I looked at my notes and I was like, I, 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 I have to know. Yeah. I am deformed. I have to know. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody what it is though. They can Google it themselves. I think it's. Yeah. it's but don't check. It's not my fault. It's genetic. Yeah, it's genetic. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. Um, I can't believe that's what I opened with. I know. This is why my clients need a little. This is my fun fact. Yeah. I'm I'm deformed. I have the same deformity as Megan Fox. Uh, She's a babe, though. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's the next line is only only the hot babes get those. Yeah, right? You can't be perfect. It's just annoying if you're perfect. Like, we got to. That's where God was like, all right, we'll we'll even even the playing field a little. We'll give her something weird here. Acrylic nails. So there. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Um, No, it's great. I, I mean, I'm weird too. So I, hopefully people know that at this point, I try to pre- pretend to be a professional on my podcast, but um, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. More people are yeah. attracted to weird. They just don't. Oh know yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. People are like, Oh, that little weirdo. Okay. Uh, so as a business owner yourself, um, what advice would you give other business owners when it comes to running their business? I just said business like six times, but <laughs> Well, you're going to SEO so well right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Keyword it up. On the transcript. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so um, systems, getting systems in place. And that's mm. a lesson that I it was hard learned for me that my coach really had to like hammer me over the head with. Like, I'm not joking. Like, I've been doing this over 15 years and I'm there's things that I'm just now getting systems in place. Um and then getting the right help at the right time, I am very much a like, screw it, I'll figure it out, I'll do it myself, which is fine. And it's certainly a learning process for some people. Like that's the only way anything gets into my head. But it also means I'm losing time, right? Because time that I'm spending learning or trying to do everything myself is time that I'm not spending on something where there's more value for me. Um So if you can learn to prioritize and kind of get help for the stuff that it doesn't need to be you, Mm -hmm. then, you know, that's huge because, you know, me doing a bunch of admin stuff, it's not billable. I'm not making money, right? I only want to work part-time. So if part of my part-time is being spent on stuff that I can't earn money, then, you know, that's, that's not helping me. But if I can offload that to someone who I would pay less than I would earn in that same given time period, then that's just in an ROI basis, like offload it. Mm-hmm. Right? And I wish that's things that, that I wish I'd learned that earlier. And I had employed that earlier because now I look back, you know, with those 2020 vision and, and that means something totally different now, if you think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, but I look back with this now perfect vision where I'm like, wow, all of those billable hours lost mm-hmm. that I'll never get back. Yeah, because time like is I, finite. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's gone. That I could have been earning money instead of like doing data entry for my 
my newsletter email list, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, that don't need your skill set. Yeah. That don't need to be you learn how to ask for help, learn to find the right people to do it and, and budget for it. That's, that's something I would tell people early on because you are in your business for whatever it is that you're passionate about and you're good at. And that's where you should be spending the bulk of your time. But I, what is it? The e-myth where it's like you're working in your business and on your business or five habits of successful. I don't know. It's one of those books, right? Um, you don't have to be doing all the work on the business. Some of that stuff you can farm out and you should farm out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's business anyway, right? Everything is outsourced now. Mm-hmm. So figure out what you can what you can afford to outsource financially and what you can afford to outsource that it doesn't have to be you personally. And do it as early as you can. That that's something I wish I had done. Yeah, 15 years ago. And it's, sometimes it's it's when it's still uncomfortable to do that too. Like when you start, you get to the point, cause like I, I keep running into where I'll get to a tipping point and I'm like, okay, so I'm capped out on how much time I have or how much time I want to spend um, doing something. But I'm also not at a point where it's like, I don't have the extra yet, but I'm like, I'm just going to take the leap and yep. <laughs> you know, it's going to pay for itself. So that's happened yep. a few times and it's, um, as long as you find the right people, like don't just go willy nilly and pick the first VA that you come across. Cause I've had, uh, some challenges in that area. Like, cause anybody can be a VA, just like anybody can design a website. Um, that doesn't mean that they know what they're doing either. So, I mean, to your point, there's at least a gateway for attorneys. <laughs> you, have yeah. to, you had to pass a really shitty test. So, yeah. uh, well, you know, I mean, some of the smartest, you know, people that did great in law school or that they're really intuitive yeah. and smart, like they didn't pass the bar. Yeah. And then there are some idiots that I'm like, I don't know like how they tie their shoes in the morning, but now they're attorneys. <laughs> yeah. It's like two, it's two different mindsets almost, which is kind of interesting that that's how they measure whether or not you should be one. But it's fine. We don't have time to fix is, the whole thing, right? It is something, yeah. It, yeah. it is, you know, I, you know, I'm not necessarily always a fan of gatekeeping, um, but where there's no other alternative, at least that there's something right. Mm-hmm. That if they pass the bar, it means something. It means they yeah. could they're good on a test. <laughs> yeah. Good job. They didn't, they didn't pass out from test anxiety. Uh, Anyway, sorry, <laughs> just totally rabbit trailed us. Um, yeah. What was my other question? Oh, what what resources do you wish you'd known about? Like general, I mean, you can't talk about like coaches and stuff like that, but any other resources that you wish you'd um, found out about earlier? Well, it actually took me a long time to come around to coaching. I have to like confession, you know, let's have a taxi cab confession right <laughs> yeah. here. Right? There are so many bad coaches out there, Dude, right? Yeah. Again, because there's no standardization. There's no there's gateway. No, there's no bar exam, right? And I think for the longest time I was only meeting these like not good uh, coaches that I was like, who needs a life coach? Who needs a business coach? This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, cut it out, right? But now that I have one who's amazing, I'm like, oh my God. Like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. Like, you know, just for so many reasons, the accountability part alone, especially when you're a, 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 a like if you're a solo business owner, having to be accountable to somebody else really keeps your butt in the seat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to get distracted and like, oh, I'm gonna do laundry today instead of whatever it is I actually need to be doing. You know, and if I do that, okay. But then on Monday when I meet with my coach and she's like, did you get your da-da-da done? I'm like, no, but I did all my laundry, you know, <laughs> that's, you know, so, you know, I wish I had embraced online resources now, yeah. but they didn't exist 15 years ago either. Like maybe they weren't even around when I was there. There are so many grants out there for women that don't exist for men. Um, minority women, there's so many um, grants out there. You just have to dig a little. You just mm-hmm. have to look a little. And, you know, those are things that I I, I hope that, you know, young entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs um, are looking for and researching because, like, if you can get a leg up, you can get a $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 grant. That can make a world of difference when you're oh, yeah. That's huge. Um, yeah, I was going to say, there's lots of those. I'm actually a SCORE mentor, or I just passed my, or finished doing my like orientation stuff. So they have so many great resources. Their business plan template is great. It's one of the best yeah. ones I've come across. It actually 
literally explains everything kind of like you were talking about like to the like education like explains what you need to fill out in each section and why it's important and in which order to do the stuff um yeah super helpful there's lots of there's that the sbdc which is a small business development center that's partially funded by the sba so um yeah tons of stuff out there but and then there's like you know smaller local regional ones yeah. that you know, so your I'm library yeah, even the library, yeah. honestly, is a good resource. But um, the um, I live near UMass Lowell, so they, um, you know, they have stuff for their students that where they can do pitches, like they can, you know, come up with a business idea and do a pitch and get judged. And then there's um, E for All, and E for All has regionals. Um, I don't know if it's nationally, but there's more than one out here. So there's an E for All in Lowell. And it's um, like a, it's a course you apply to get in. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, and you they help you develop your business plan. And then at the end, you pitch it. And then based on your pitch, they you win a grant. So it might be five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. And it's, you know, depending on how good your pitch is and how good your business idea is. And, I, um, you know, that's an organization that I'm actually now reaching out to to get involved with as a volunteer to help you know, judge or mentor these, um, you know, I don't think they call themselves students, but it's, it, they're students because it's, it's a course. It's mm-hmm. like a 12, 12 week course. Um, and there's, there's stuff like that all over the place. You just, you know, yeah. the, the interwebs are a wonderful thing. Like you can, <laughs> you can get on that thing yeah. and Google and find resources that just, they didn't even exist before. Or they, if they did, there was just no way to find them. Yeah. You had to like find the person. No internet. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, you know, just do a, a minimal amount of research and you'll find amazing resources. The SBA is a super great starting point, mm-hmm. even if you're, you're going to borrow money because they have, they will link you to other resources. Yep. Yeah. They have decent stuff on there too. Like they have all the business planning stuff and all yeah. different kinds of things too. So, um, cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. Um, so tell us how we can support you. Um, where where do people find you on the internet? How do people stalk you? So on the interwebs. The right? interwebs, um, yep. So if, they, if they're based in Massachusetts and they are a small business owner in search of an attorney or an estate plan, um, and they like concierge service, they want that one-on-one relationship, then um, definitely noblesandsigmund.com. It's all one word. Um, myself and my partner, we're super accessible and we're sort of your anti-lawyer. I think we try not to be stodgy and anything like that. And, um, if you're more of a DIY and you don't really want to deal with an attorney, I get it. Attorneys are the worst. Um, right now we have business templates for coaches with more coming, but we also have estate planning templates. We call it personal legal and that's suitable for anyone. And we have them um, set up in packages, whether you're um, single, um, a single parent, or um, married with children. So if you fall into any of those three categories, we have plans already built for you, everything you would need to get an adequate estate plan in place. Okay, very cool. Yeah, estate planning is a whole nother, that's a whole nother beast too. Um, Very cool. And... I have a coupon code for your in the no legal.com. So it's yep. 10% off any single item, which can be a package or just one single template. And yep. that is BBBCC, like building better businesses, catalyst consulting 10 BBBCC 10. And you guys can use that and get 10% off. And then I'll also post the link in the, um, <laughs> let's say comments. I mean, probably also the comments, but the show notes, whatever, yep. social media, <laughs> Um, that'll be in there too. So yeah. Um, any last things that you thought of before we uh, wrap up? No, this, this was good. I and mean, we covered a lot. It was, yeah, it was good. good questions. Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of things. I was like, man, this is, you're like my third business attorney. I'm like, crap, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta change this up a little bit here. So no, I, I, I'm glad. Um, very cool. Well, thanks for joining me and, Enjoy wrangling your your household <laughs> as soon as we're done. <laughs> oh. oh well, you know we we almost made it to the end. Yeah, so close. <laughs> yeah, fifty three minutes. Uh, real close. Great. Well, have a good rest of your day then. You too. And thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs>